What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. And uh, we are... Uh, Struggling to get on the air this morning. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. It is Monday, June the 5th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 874 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. As we told you late last week, uh, we are having uh, technology, not our friend, uh, when it comes to the birthday game. So you are probably not going to hear from my co-hosts John Dawson and Jonathan Massey because uh, we are not going to have a birthday game for you today. We'll tell you about the birthdays. You know what? I may even uh, I may even have uh, our good friend uh, Rick Vernon, who's going to be joining us here in the second hour. We may play a little birthday game with him. Heck, we may do it with Mark Panicelli, our first-hour guest, too. But uh, no birthday game of boys, uh, John and Jonathan. Uh, like I said, uh, we had uh, some technology problems last week. And I got to tell you, Rick Vernon heard me talking about this last week, sends me a very nice email, tells me how to avoid that happening again with my roadcaster. So uh, hopefully uh, we won't have that happen again. But hey, I've already teased you who's coming on the show today. But that's awesome, isn't it? Hey, uh, we have another great show for you today here in our first hour we're going to be joined by our regular Monday guest. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. Uh, he's the host of the wildly popular The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN. Why? It's our good friend Mark Panicelli. We've got a lot of stuff to talk. If you love sports, by golly, you're going to love our first hour because we are going to talk a lot of sports with uh, Mark Panicelli. I uh, had game two of the NBA Finals last night. When I went to bed last night, and yes, I have to admit, I did it. I went to bed before the game was over between uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets and the uh, Miami Heat. Denver was in control. Miami jumped out early. Denver just absolutely took control. And even into the starting into the second half, I think they were up by 10, maybe 11 points. And, uh, and Brian went to sleep and then wakes up and finds out that the Miami Heat came back and won 111 to 108. So uh, congratulations to the Heat. And, uh, man, what, what, a, what a game. Can't wait to talk to Panicelli about that. We're going to talk about yesterday's NASCAR race in St. Louis. We're going to talk about ECU, Virginia, and the NCAA uh, baseball tournament. Just whatever else comes up. You know how it is when we get uh, Panicelli on the line. Who knows exactly what we're going to talk about. Although, I'm going to get my roses. Let me tell you, uh, I picked uh, the Miami Heat to uh, win this series. Uh, I, I'm... One of the few people who did, I really thought they were going to win game one. When I was on Panicelli's show on uh, Wednesday, you know, we always do a home and home. He's on my show on Mondays. I'm on his show uh, on Wednesdays. 
Uh, I picked uh, the Heat to win in seven, and I still I think they can absolutely do it. I mean, especially after they proved last night what they're capable of. So uh, very excited about that. But like I said, Mark Panicelli here in our first hour. And then uh, how about this in uh, our second hour? We were just talking about Kenston's uncle, uh, uh, Rick Vernon. He will be joining us live here in our plush well-lit studio, and he'll be with us on we'll – be with us for the entire hour uh man it just it blows my mind and i'll probably tell him this when he comes in too <clears throat> it just i have him on and then i'm like you know it's almost like having michael martin you know one of our favorites too and uh you know i have him on we have such a great time and i'm like man we're gonna get you on uh you know sometime in the next uh you know month or so and then it's like three or four months i thought the last time we had rick on was in march this is June, so April, May, June. It's been three months since we've had him on, so very excited to have him on. We're we're going to talk about some serious stuff, though, uh, as uh, the passing of Reese Gardner last week, and I hope you had a chance to read. I, I uh, retweeted it on Twitter. I reposted uh, John Dawson's uh, thing on Facebook. Read John Dawson's column. It is so good. I mean, it is so so good just talking about the great reese gardner and uh, again he passed away last week uh at his uh, daughter's home in georgia and uh I, i've really not been able to you know we knew coming into friday's show about it and i just didn't know what to say I, i've been at a loss but you know what we're we're gonna give uh we're gonna give old reese his due here in the second hour here on the show with uh, rick vernon i uh just uh, I, I'm even having trouble putting it into words right now, guys. I uh, I love Reese Gardner. He was so good to me in my time here, and uh, just what a loss. I mean, what he meant to the journalism community here in Kinston, Lenora County. I don't know if it can ever be uh, matched. I mean, and I mean that Reese Gardner was. Uh, I don't get it twisted. Uh, we knew Reese's politics. Reese was a little bit right of center. Uh, okay. He was a lot right of center, but, uh, but just a good man and caring and one of the kindest, gentlest, gentlest souls that I've ever met in my life. Uh, I knew his health had gone down. I, I had seen his house for sale and I talked to a couple of friends and they said that he was staying with uh, his family or with, I guess, one of his daughters in uh, Georgia. And uh, just uh, heartbroken. I don't know what else to say, uh, but a good long life. The man ran for the U.S. Senate back in 1964, okay? I mean, he, uh, he you talk about a life well lived. Reese Gardner had a life well lived. I've thought about doing, uh, we had him here on the show. Goodness gracious, let me look this up real quick. Uh, Oh, let's see. Back in uh, October of, uh, what, 2020? Is that right? Uh, Yep, in October of 2020. And I've really thought about replaying that a couple of times. uh, And I think that's what we're going to do. It was the only appearance he ever made on the show. I can't believe I only had him on uh, one time. Uh, But it was a very good show. I remember it was Monday, October the 5th, 2020. And uh, I, I think I'm going to probably replay that sometime this week. Uh, we'll find a good opportunity to do that. And uh, I think you guys will get a kick out of it. He really goes through his life history, uh, how he ended up in Kinston. And, again, uh, just count on that. We'll do that later on this week. 
But uh, but again, we're going to talk to uh, Uncle Rick Vernon about Reese. We're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about baseball in Kinston. We're going to talk to him just whatever comes up. I was talking about Mark Panicelli and how <laughs> it's no telling what we're going to talk about. It is absolutely the same deal with uh, with Uncle Rick Vernon. Because uh, we'll start to, and again, I got to thank him. He is the one he taught or uh, talked me through how not to have happen with our birth birthday game happen, and it's just to wipe our uh, the trash every day. Uh, uh, you guys don't want all that inside baseball, but uh, Mark Panicelli here in the first hour in about ten minutes. Uh, Uncle Rick Vernon in our second hour. There you go. Okay, let's get you uh, caught up on everything going on. Uh, I haven't posted anything about it yet, because I tell you what. Before we get into this, uh, let's uh, thank our sponsors uh, and it, uh, absolutely our uh, day one title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. It's Lenora Community College for for more than sixty five years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. And again, th- I say it every day. I absolutely mean, mean it every single day. Thank you to uh, our good friends, uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We we absolutely love them. Could not do it without them, that's for sure. I got to tell you, I've had my life insurance with Woman Life for more than 10 years, and I absolutely could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one right here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. It's right beside Highland Furniture across from Cell Auto Mall. Arendo Parrot Academy is the largest independent, non-sectarian college prep school in the region located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kenston. Parrot draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222. Or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, let's jump into today's uh, monologue here. And uh, uh, Linda and I, we had an opportunity to go see Junius yesterday. And uh, uh, he is improving. It is very slow. Had some uh, not so great news come out. And uh, I'll probably be sharing that on uh, Facebook. Uh, You know, I'll tell you some of it here, though. They uh, originally, uh, they thought they had gotten 90% of the mass uh, from uh, that was in his brain. 
turns out it was only 70%. Uh, when they went back in, they did other uh, tests and MRIs. Uh, they're really worried about what came out, too. Uh, they're not ready yet to declare uh, that it was cancerous, but uh, they've gone back and they've done several tests. And I know tomorrow's going to be the two week, uh, uh, two weeks since he had the surgery, and they're still not able to say if the mass was cancerous or not. Uh, but they're going to uh, let us know about that sometime in the next little bit. But uh, he is improving. They've they've actually had him up and walking. Uh, they are going to give him a, a trach. Uh, in his throat to help him breathe. They've uh, had to put a feeding tube in. He's not able to eat on his own yet. And uh, <clears throat> But uh, listen, uh, he, there are improvements. They are, they're happy with some of the things that are going on, but uh, just uh, keep praying for him. Please, please, please keep praying for him. Uh, it is making a difference. Uh, so, I, again, like I said, I'm going to put something out probably, I don't know, uh, super in-depth, but I'll put something out on Facebook uh, in probably today just to give folks an update because I know everybody, I mean, everywhere I go, I was all over the place this weekend between uh, Granger Stadium and uh, Roxy's uh, Saturday night. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in a moment. Uh, and everywhere I went, that's the number one thing. Everybody just wants to know. How's, I went to uh, any, uh, a baby shower yesterday, or a wedding shower yesterday. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations, uh, Luke and Cameron, uh, who are going to be getting married here soon. Uh, and it just, uh, that's what everybody wants to know everywhere I go. How's Junius? How's Junius? I've gotten messages. I talked to Linda Rouse Sutton last night, our County commissioner chair. Uh, she was asking me about him and, uh, just keep praying. I, I'm impatient. I mean, and that's probably my problem because it's so, uh, I don't know how to say so it, it was just unique in the way I went in and saw him, uh, with, uh, with Junius's dad yesterday, and I actually had kind of one view. Linda went in and saw him with Junius's dad, and had kind of a not the opposite, but she was a she was a lot more positive than I was. Not that I was negative. Please, please, please don't think I'm negative. But he, uh, I guess I, I'm, I'm really impatient. <laughs> I want him to uh, heal immediately and be the old Junius and be driving all over the country and covering sports and, uh, you know, and just kids loving him and all that. And, uh, he's nowhere near that. I mean, I can tell you that it's going to be, it's going to be a minute before he's out covering games again. But, uh, I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith in him. I have a lot of faith in our God. And I really feel like he's going to come back strong and heck even stronger than he was before. His parents are, they are so positive and they are so, uh, they're so incredible. We got to spend uh, a little bit of time with them yesterday. Linda and I did and just, uh, their dedication to their son. Uh, both of them have been up there with him. He's now been up there for three weeks. It's three weeks today that he's, uh, been in the hospital and, uh, they are just, uh, <laughs> just the positivity they, uh, emanate and that they have, it, it's incredible. And so, Let's, uh, let, like I said, let's just keep the prayers going for him and, uh, we'll go from there. Uh, but, uh, hey, on to, uh, awesome things to listen. We talked about, we had Mickey Weatherington in here on Thursday. We previewed the, uh, the something else show. That's the name of their band. Uh, we previewed that on uh Thursday show, like I said, and then the show was Saturday. I, I, Mickey had to have been giddy, man. The place was packed out. 
I had a blast. Keith Spence and I went, and uh, Spence had a really good time too. Okay, we'll just we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, man, we had a great time. <clears throat> Met some new people. Man, so many people, and I thank you to everyone who came up to me and said they listened to the Mickey interview uh, here on the Brian Hanks show. Uh, it's gotten a lot of listens, that's for sure, and we just appreciate every. I appreciate everybody who came up to me and uh, said they enjoyed the show. We had a blast. I'm telling you, man, I knew Mickey was talented. I talked to way too many people to know that uh, uh, that we were gonna. I knew we were gonna have a good time. Man, it even went beyond my expectations. Mickey Weatherington is a hell of a musician. I am not joking. He had uh, the the two guys. They were a three-piece band. Uh, they split up the vocals. Uh, they they took turns uh, doing lead vocals on different songs. And uh, Mickey was on drums. Uh, they had, uh, oh, can I, not, now I'm embarrassed. I can't remember the names of the other guys that were in the band. But they were incredible, too. Uh but uh, I can't wait to see him again. I know it's one of the things Spence and I were talking about. Wherever so, wherever something else is going to be playing next, Keith Spence and I will be there uh, cheering him on as will the couple of hundred people that turned out to Roxy's the other night. Again, they had to have been uh, giddy because uh, the place was packed out pretty much the whole night. I saw Maddie Meehan from the Down East Wood Ducks. Like I said, I'm going to forget names. There were just so many cool people there. The Hills were out there. Uh, and again, just a uh, really good time was had by all out there. can't wait for them to play against somewhere else. Um, uh, black heritage night was at historic Granger stadium Friday night. And it was incredible too. Uh, they had a, a an umbrella giveaway that that was pretty cool, but what, man, I've just got, I've got to thank, uh, John Clemens and, uh, Janelle Fitch and, a uh, really shiver person. I mean, uh, those other two guys are really cool. And then, of course, Shane Albee, who was on the mic for the game. Uh, and just all the just the great respect that they paid to uh, all those black heroes who were out there. And specifically, specifically, I've got to – and I know he's not going to listen to this, but maybe I'll send him a link to it. But Mr. John Dudley, who's 90 or 91 years old now, he was there. He was one of the leaders who uh, – Led the uh, student walkout in 1951 at Adkin High School. Uh, got to hang out with him. He got to meet Linda for the first time. He had met Scott uh, when he was down here the last time. He lives in Maryland now. And uh, just why just, uh, we talk about, and I know I do this on the show just way, way, way too much. I talk about sports heroes and legends and all that. Let me tell you something, man. John Dudley is a name you need to know. Just Google Adkin High School walkout. And John Dudley, and give yourself uh, 15, 20 minutes to be educated about just all the great things that uh, that he did during that, and even since then. Uh, I, I just I try to I try to imagine. Linda and I were talking about this. I try to imagine what it was like in 1951. The world was a much different place in 1951. And I've even been told, and even by him, yes, there was racial strife. There was uh, definitely racial inequality all across the country and specifically here in the South, but it was better in Kinston than it was in most places. And Mr. Dudley will tell you that. And the point of that is when they did their strike, when the 720 students from Atkin high school uh, walked out and went on strike, they made real change doing that. I mean, it wasn't just that they walked out, they didn't go back to school that day, but they were at school the next day, but it made national news. It, uh, it, it shone a light on Kinston and the leaders in Kinston, in the uh, Kinston School District, 
they made changes and they did improve Atkin, but it was because of brave students like John Dudley, who was, I don't even know, 16 or 17 at the time. I know he wasn't 18 yet, but 16 or 17 at the time. And they were brave enough to do that in 1951, man. What a guy, and it's just on top of that too, just an incredible man. I wrote a story about it in 2010, and we've just been we've been really good friends since then. Uh, we talk a couple of times a year, and to see my good friend at Historic Granger Stadium at a stadium he wasn't even allowed to go into uh, in 1951 because of uh, because of the, of the color of his skin, and to see him being celebrated out there, it just it gives you goosebumps, man. So. Uh, thank you again. Like I said, Shiver person, specifically Shiver person. He has done so much work, uh, this year. It's the 75th anniversary of historic Granger stadium. And that man, uh, has just done such a great job putting together all these events and all this history. I'm actually going to be writing a story for the chamber of commerce for their magazine and Shiver's helping me out with that. I really appreciate him, but listen, it starts at the top. And when you've got a, a great leader like John Clemens, who, uh, wants to celebrate this community and all facets of this community, you've got a good person in place. And like I said, with Janelle and just everybody else that's out there at uh, historic Granger stadium with the down East wood ducks, we are so, so lucky to have them. But, uh, again, uh, black heritage night at historic Granger stadium was just amazing. Tears were flowing. Uh, people were just, they were, they were grateful. So John, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I sent, well, I didn't try. I sent him a message saturday night or, or friday night just to thank him for it i just don't know if he realizes uh just how much he's appreciated in shiver and janelle all the folks out there i can tell you this too thank you again here we go another thank you to the down east wood ducks uh, the rad event that was at uh granger stadium saturday it was incredible too i know april houston was ecstatic we got to see her uh i know a lot of people signed up uh, for the thing that she talked about here on the show on Friday. I think she was here on the show. But, uh, man, it was a big support. Let's get you caught up. Man, I can't believe I'm over here. we got to get uh, uh, Mark Panicelli on the line with us. But, uh, listen, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, they lost yesterday to the Columbia Fireflies. But it was an amazing homestand as the Woodies won five of six games against the Carolina League leading uh, South, leading Fireflies. Uh, the Woodies are now 28-19. They are still a half game behind the hated Carolina Mudcats. They are off today, but they head to Maryland to take on Delmarva, who is 24-26. and 26. Uh, They'll play a six-game set. They return home a week from tomorrow, a week from Tuesday, to face the last place Salem Red Sox, and that'll be the first time they've uh, seen each other this season. And that'll be in a seven-game series. It's a regular six-game series, and then they're making up a game, too. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, the Kenston Wingmen, they finally lost for the first time this season. They did drop two of three games over the weekend. They won at home Friday. 9-2 to two against the Fable Shoots, but they lost at Brunswick 12-7 to seven Saturday and then at Clayton 13-9 yesterday. They are still in first place, though, in the uh, Carol- or in the uh, Carolina League. In the Old North State League East Division, they're 4-2. and two. They play today. I'm going to try to get out there for that. I haven't seen them yet this season. I really want to. Uh, they're at LCC today at 5 o'clock as they'll take on the Clayton Clovers. And uh, then they're at home Wednesday versus the River City Skippers. So uh, that will be uh, your chances to see that brand-new team a couple of times uh, this week. And i tell you what, we're going to try to get the GM here on the line with us uh, one day this week, too. want to talk to him and get to know him a little bit also. Uh, finally, American Legion Post 43, they played at home Saturday against, uh, the, uh, against Wilson. They lost that game. 
Unfortunately, in fact, I just got a text message from uh, Ty Eason. He said uh, they they lost it 13-4, to lots of Ks and lots of fly balls. But they got a lot of good rest uh, this weekend, and they are going to be back in action tomorrow night. Uh, at uh, da, 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 da. They're going to be playing at the ECAP tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, against uh, Wayne County. Uh, they'll be uh, at home, though, later on this week, Wednesday and Thursday. They'll take on Durham Wednesday and then Wilson Thursday. Then they'll be at Wilmington Laney to take on Wilmington on Saturday. So there's your baseball update. And uh, on the line with us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line is uh, the dean of ENC Sports Talk, host in uh, in our neck of the woods. He is also the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Hmm, I wonder who it could be. Oh, it's Mark Panicelli. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing great, man. I guess we're talking baseball. <laughs> well, I got that out of the way because uh, <laughs> because I want to – and listen, I love baseball and, like I said, tons of opportunities over the next week to see uh, the Kinston Wingman over at Lancers Field at LCC and to see uh, our uh, post-43 American Legion team over at Kinston High School. Uh, the Wood Ducks are on the road this week, but, man, we are just uh, – we're blessed with baseball. I, can, I don't know how it is in Vanceboro and New Bern and all that, but I can tell you, dude, we are absolutely blessed with uh, with baseball between Legion and uh, the Wood Bat League with the wingmen and then uh, when the Wood Ducks are home. So uh, we got all that out of the way because we got to talk some NBA finals. We're going to talk some NASCAR. Heck, who knows what else we're going to talk about. What are you wearing? Well, hold right? on, what what, what, what are you wearing right, right now, Panicelli? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but we're not going to talk about – I mean, we had eight teams from the state of North Carolina uh, in, the, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, for, for baseball. we're definitely, yeah, we're going to talk about it because uh, <laughs> did you notice last night, and you know how I got my TV set up, and like I said, I, here, we're all right. already off the tracks, so I like it though. Uh, <clears throat> were you watching uh, ECU last night and then the race at the same time? Um, More of the race than the baseball, but yes. Dude. Yes, I, I, I was flipping over, yes, but the race was also making it hard because they were trying to tear the wall at the other gateway <laughs> over and over again. But, yeah. Trying to but, yeah. tear the wall or actually accomplishing tearing no, the no, wall? No, you're right. <laughs> trying to. No, they multiple times tore the wall up. So they took the shortest race of the year and made it the longest race of the year. So so yeah. I, don't, I don't know where to start. I was just picking on the fact that Duke is the only team left. That we have – we had eight teams. And now at 6 o'clock tonight, uh, when that game starts, who knows, we could be heading into Super Regionals with zero North Carolina colleges representing in the College World Series, which hey. in that – well, wait, wait, excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Demon Deacon. I'm so the sorry. Demon Deacon. That's what I was going to say. I'm so now, do you sorry. Do, Easy I to forget. <laughs> They're in northwestern North Carolina. I know that. But, dude, yes. see, I, I got to tell you, I took that just a little bit personally there, um, Panicelli, because I grew up just, you know, 20 miles above Winston-Salem. So, uh, I can't believe you far. I, I know you're an NC guy. You're a Vanceboro no, no. boy. But, dude, I, Wake Forest firmly in the bad. state of North Carolina. No, I feel bad because I am the mouthpiece for Wake Forest. Yes, you are. I feel yes, like. you are. And, here I am, just totally, for, just totally forgot that they're still. But I just, you know, look, the Tar Heels lost, ECU lost, which was the one that that hit the hardest here. 
but I mean, there was Campbell and, and on and on. It just uh, just wasn't a great regional weekend for most of the teams. So yeah, we're down to where we could have Duke and Wake Forest left over. So my, my apologies to all the Demon Deacons and especially Stan Cotton because he's the greatest. <laughs> there you go. Mark Panicelli, let's continue uh, this uh, NCAA tournament talk. <sighs> Dude, I can't even begin. Did you watch any of the post-game press conference, though, with uh, Cliff and his uh, three fifth-year seniors last night? No. Oh, I did not. Uh, it was, was that up, heartbreaking. It, it was so heartbreaking, man. I uh, yeah. I don't know. He's doing it right. I mean, he was very positive. I mean, I mean, it's not like he was up there. He, of course, I mean, he's not going to poor mouth anybody. I mean, he uh, applauded uh, the three guys that were up there with him last night. The three fifth year seniors. Uh, they've got another great class coming in. But it, I got to tell you, Mark, and you followed. You have followed ECU baseball longer than I have, and. It just, it's still just that statistical anomaly. I mean, this is one of the, dude, there's no one that will argue. ECU is one of the best, one of the, year in, year out, one of the 20, 25 best uh, collegiate baseball programs in America. How, help me here. How is it that they have never made it to the College World Series when, I mean, it seems like everybody makes it at one time or another. You would think even by accident they may have made it one year, but it's just, how has this program never made it to the College World Series, dude? I, you know, I don't know. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and no, no, no. And I, but, but I'm saying that in, I think it's heartbreaking to see with this team, but I feel like it's been heartbreaking multiple times. And God, man, it, it, it's the wound is way too fresh for me to say this. So everybody in Greenville just hate me today. I love this team. I think they were great. I, I think it was a great job this year. Uh, by this group, by the coaching staff, et cetera, because, you know, they may have overachieved to some degree. I don't think they had the pitching staff necessarily that they've had in years past, or at least the depth of it. Um, and while this was a great group of players, I'm just saying I think I think there were other teams that possibly I left my head scratching maybe a little more at the fact that they didn't make it. I'm a little surprised, but I mean, we talked about this last week. The the matchup of the of the regional going to Charlottesville, they seem to handle Oklahoma just fine throughout the weekend. I think the biggest one was letting that first game against Virginia go. I mean, it's a tight game; it's two to one. Uh, that's probably one you look back and say you got to get that get a great pitching performance. But as heartbreaking as it is, I feel like this year, if we take away all the heartbreak before and we just isolate this season. You may say, you know, this is stings a little bit, but maybe we got a little more out of this group than than maybe they were even capable of, especially given the hard regional that they that they matched up in. But now, long term, uh, yeah, I I hate that it, it ends with three straight uh, super regional appearances. Um, had the opportunity, but needed to win last night and then force a game today. But I I still say. You got to stay the course. I, I look at this as like Gonzaga basketball. And for years, Gonzaga was this great team in basketball, but could never sort of get over that hump. They've got over the hump. Um, and, and like I said, I, I think ECU baseball is, is just there. Uh, and I think that giving up on that commitment would be the dumbest thing ever. Coach Godwin is, is fantastic, loves the program. And you just keep churning and you just keep digging. And, um, and I, and, and I still swear, I think one of these years, 
Uh, we're going to see that team in Omaha, and everybody uh, in, in in our area is going to uh, that that's loved it so much is going to finally make that pilgrimage to the College World Series. I, I truly believe that. Now, obviously, it's painful that it's not today uh, or this year, but and as I said, the grander scheme, we do hate it because it just God, why can't we? But I, I would say this is one of those years where maybe you just take this this year and. While it's heartbreaking for this group and love these players, you know maybe they just didn't, especially under the circumstances of the of the matchup they got in the regional, just weren't didn't have quite the horses to win the race. Well, we had Scott Scooter Rogers on uh, Friday's show or Thursday, dude. They just all begin to run together. But that's one of the things we talked about was uh, we knew Virginia was going to be formidable. I mean, they had a great season. They were number one in the nation at one point this season, I believe, or definitely top two. Uh, they kind of fell off a little bit in ACC play, but we knew going in as a seven seed, this was going to be a tough matchup. And sure enough, I mean, Kyle Teal, the uh, catcher who I don't ask me why, Mark, but I was looking, uh, and while I was doing show prep today, I was looking at a major league baseball draft mock major league baseball draft. <laughs> Go ahead. I deserve to be judged for that. So feel free to judge you, me. You deserve to be mocked <laughs> mercilessly. Oh, mercilessly <laughs> but, ahead, they've go got kyle, but they've got kyle teal as a, a top five player the, there was another player from virginia that they've got in the top uh, in the first round i mean this was a very good uh, virginia team that they were facing off facing off against and yes i'll answer the question that was posed to me by scooter i was pulling for ecu man i mean don't get it twisted i mean i'm happy that virginia made it or you know virginia won and that they're going to be taking on either duke which is going to be amazing or Coastal Carolina in the Super Regional at home in Charlottesville. But my point being, uh, I was pulling for uh, ECU, man. Virginia has, you know, they've got their national championship. They were in the World Series a couple of years ago, and they've been in the World Series several times. I I just, dude, I want it so bad for Cliff. I mean, you know what a good guy he is. He's a friend of the show. I mean, he's been on this show many times, and uh, just a good guy, very nice with his time. He's good to kids. I mean, I hear he loves animals too, man. I mean, he's just a he's just a great <laughs> guy, and I just do just a heartbreak in his voice, and just a you know, it's a, I'm not going to get. Well, I guess I'm going to get a little biblical on you here, Panicelli. But he's almost like Noah, you know. I mean, or no, not Noah, uh, Moses. You know, almost like Moses that you know led him to the to the just the edge of the promised land but hasn't quite made it there yet but i I think he's going to go further than moses and he's going to lead ecu into uh (laughs) into the promised land i.e omaha and it's just it's going to be glorious when he does and one of the things that he said in uh, the post game last night mark that you'd get a kick out of he's like listen we're going to get there and when we get there omaha is just going to be just uh, full of purple and gold and uh, Pirates fans, and Omaha's not going to know what hit it when uh, ECU shows up there. And I believe him. I mean, dude, I just think about the – dude, can you imagine ECU's first World Series, college World Series game, Mark? It, stadium, it's going to sound mm. like Clark LeClaire. It's going to be Clark LeClaire uh, West whenever that happens, don't you think? It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal and um... – you know, I would assume a few of the folks in attendance will uh, will have those uh, those bandages uh, from those freshly uh, uh, ink tattoos uh, that they carried <laughs> over to Omaha with them. And looking, I just want to say, and I think Coach Godwin would appreciate that we stick with the biblical off 
authenticity here and say, no, you are not Moses because it was Joshua who actually took the uh, the, the chosen people into the promised land. <laughs> and I think it will be Coach God when he is not uh, Moses in this case. But uh, but but I will say this: uh, I do get your point. I think he he will, and I think he's the right guy for the job. And I think it's just one of those things where, as I said, it's 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 a narrative you never want, right? You never want to be the always the bridesmaid sort of feeling. The, we, we just can't ever get over the hump. But they are so close and have been so close so many times. Uh, so I just say this is one of those where, uh, you know, you, you move on, uh, baseball season is over, and now we concentrate on, on rolling into next season and, and, and focus on on the task that, that we are every year, you know, it's, as Pinky and the Brain. Have you ever watched Pinky and the Brain? Yeah. What do we do? What are we going to do tomorrow, Brain? The same thing we do every day. Try to rule the world. And that is what baseball is going to do next year. They're going to try to get to Omaha and win uh, and, and, and get in that College World Series. And, and, and it's going to happen. I'm with you. It is going to happen. I love it. I absolutely love it. How about – and we, we're not going to spend a whole lot more time here on uh, – on NCAA baseball, but dude, I really love the whole Oral Roberts story, man. How about Oral Roberts, forty-six and eleven going in, but they were the four seed uh, coming out of uh, Oklahoma or the Oklahoma State bracket, and all they did was win. I mean, and they are going to be taking on Oregon now. They're going to have to travel to Oregon for that uh, super regional. But I, it, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be pulling for Virginia now. Don't get it twisted. I'm a you know wahoo wah yada yada yada. But, dude, I got to tell you, man, Oral Roberts, I'm adopting them as one of my teams, dude. What do you think? I mean, hey, <laughs> I, I love the Cinderella stories. I mean, that's obviously a team that, you know, we've seen them do this in basketball a couple of times over, I don't know, 30 years where they've upset a team in the NCAA tournament. So, this is – it's always pretty cool. And this is what's great about, uh, about you know, college athletics that, you know, and again, we, we don't see it in football. It's the one sport we don't see it in football where we see the little guy. Uh, uh, well, we do sometimes, right? We, the, the App State wins uh, or et cetera. We can point out a couple of them, but uh, I think Marshall had a big win last year. But but that being said, we usually don't get the stories like Oral Roberts. So go for it, man. Yeah. I would bet you there's definitely going to be some uh, – uh, some, uh, some, uh, what, what, what do you call them? Uh, where you, where you, uh, where, where you go out somewhere, but you have like an adult with you, like when you go out on a date, <laughs> chaperone, and there's a chaperone. Yeah, I would bet you there's some <laughs> chaperones with those Oral Roberts kids in Oregon. I can tell you that. Yes, I can absolutely <laughs> guarantee you that. That voice you're listening to is Mark Panicelli, uh, live here today on the Brian Hank show. And, uh, the last one that I wanted to mention was, uh, oh my gosh. Ah, I had it right here. Oh, I am just happy that, listen, I, you want to talk about uh, anti. I know I'm, you know, I'm not a North Carolina fan. I mean, I'm an ACC fan. But how good did it do your heart that Vanderbilt got knocked out so we don't have to put up with that freaking Whistler in the World Series and in the Super Regionals and everything? <laughs> Dude, I, he makes me, I don't even know, man. In fact, I don't even know if he was doing the whistling this year in their regional because – Anytime I was going through the channels or I was going through my laptop and it would come up on Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt was playing, I left it immediately because I didn't want to hear it. And just, 
I don't know if there's ever been a fan that's made somebody hate a fan base more than the Vanderbilt Whistler. You know what I'm talking about, obviously, right? I do. Um, I hate Fireman Al of the Jets, but that's just some <laughs> personal feelings. You're a Dolphins uh, fan, but, though, so there you go. <laughs> right, right, no. Um, but, yeah, no, when you add – see, at least with, with most fans, it's just a visual thing, right? You just see them, and it's like, oh, that Raiders guy with the shoulder pads and the spikes <laughs> or – you know, or in this case, with the whistler, the problem is there's an audible noise. You know, it's like the uh, it's like when you go in the fast food restaurant and like every beeping noise in the kitchen is going off and no single employee can hear it. It's just like beep, beep, beep. That the whistler's like that. It's like an annoying sound. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What was that noise again? <laughs> You've been in, haven't you? You're like, man, somebody I'm, I'm checked the prom machine already. Yeah, I'm picking on you. That was <laughs> awesome, dude. I just want to, hey, you know how I am, man. Most of the time, I just want to see if you'll do it again, you know? Oh, you do. And I got to ask you, <laughs> as, you know, I've, as I've derailed, you had all these plans for NBA talk and NASCAR, and I've just derailed it. Um, have you ever been on a chaperone date? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have not either. I'm trying to say, I mean, I definitely not. Well, I, I got to tell you, I, I only dated like three girls in high school, man. I mean, I, I, I had my, my regular girlfriend from the time I was a sophomore. We went to both our proms together and all that dude. And, uh, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Broke up. I broke up with yeah. her on graduation day, dude, because I was going to the beach and I knew I was going to be wild and crazy. And wow. then, then heck we'll dive into it for 30 seconds. And then. Uh, we had been on again, off again. In fact, it's even in our high school yearbook. Uh, my senior year, they somebody made a joke about it. Uh, about I think we broke up and got back together like thirty-five times in three years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I broke right. up with her on graduation day because I was like, listen, I'm not gonna, I don't want to, you know, do something stupid when I'm down at the beach and rah rah rah. And then she never got back with me again, dude. In fact, she started dating this guy. Can I say his name? I mean, sure, sure, yeah. Well, well, he was a wrestler, and he was – I'm not going to say his name. He And I'm not even going to say her name, but he was – Like a WWE wrestler? No, no, no. Probably we, a good thing, and I'll go ahead and say it. He was a wrestler on our high school team, and he stunk. I mean, I you know, I was oh, – And man. he was just a stinky dude, man, and I couldn't imagine. Dude, they now have like five kids, and they're still together. He, he wow. started going out with her right after I broke it off that last time, man, and now they're – and I mean, dude, don't get it twisted. I'm extremely – Extremely happy. I mean, I you know I I got hot Linda. Oh, it worked out. I I won. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but I just wonder if their kids are stinky too. You know. Oh man, stinky <laughs> kids, man. Oh. That that would be too. Let's hope not. The chaperone dates. Why did you ask a question about all oh, about uh, Oral Roberts? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oral Roberts chaperones. That's how we got here. No, I so, never. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even <laughs> think I've ever even really. You know, dude. I mean, I didn't have kids, so I'd never chaperone a date or anything. So uh, I've never been the chaperone e or the chaperone er. Have you? No, no, no. I've been a wingman. <laughs> I've been. Uh, hey, I was I've a wingman a wing Saturday man. night. Let me tell you, I was a wingman for our boy <laughs> Keith Spence, who's listening right now uh, over at Spence Automotive. I was his wingman Saturday night, okay? So yes. I, oh, I and, got mad wingman skills, dude. They, now that's tell you what. Let's get into summer when we're struggling for things to talk about. Let's let's put right. the. Oh, I have mad wing. Oh, dude, let me be your wingman, okay? I mean, you will get whoever you're shooting for when you've got Brian Hanks as your wingman, okay? 
What wingman service? That's what we should do. That could be our summer job. I love it. I love it. We get, and then all we want is for you to buy our meal. Like we'll be your wingman. <laughs> you just buy us dinner, and we'll show up. And dude, we're gonna pump you up. We're gonna we're gonna have you. That girl's gonna be like, I think I think it's the greatest guy I've ever met. And we're, it's gonna be due to us. No, we're gonna build you up. Do the voice. Like no, no, no. Do the girl's voice again. <laughs> oh, he's the greatest guy ever. And he's, I don't know. His friend was there. <laughs> Oh my God, oh, dude. I love sorry. it. I love it. But yes, I'm a great <laughs> wingman. I've never chaperoned a day, but yeah, dude, uh, you want me as your wingman because the girl or the person you're going after, I'll, dude, I've been a, a, a girl's wingman before. Okay. I right. mean, I, I have, uh, I'm telling you, I'm That's a, tough. I, I am a professional That's tough because the other guy might, might get the whole, what is this? You know, cause there's always that, is he that friend guy, you know, that, that friend guy who's always around. So uh, it's, well, so no, funny. I, it's so funny. Linda and I were talking <laughs> about this. Uh, uh, what's that? Oh, I just saw oh, uh, Jason Bryant just said something about the Kinston wingmen. You know, we've got a team here and uh, Kinston oh, now wow. called the wingmen. I just saw that. I didn't, I totally forgot about that, but yeah. Okay. Dude, we've got 15 minutes left, man. We've got to talk about uh, some, some real sports stuff here. Did you stay up for the the entire Heat Nuggets game? Because I got to tell you, man, I stayed up through uh, about midway through the third quarter. The Nuggets had overcome a big deficit and were way ahead. I think they were up by 11 or 12 at that point. And I was like, man, Nuggets are going to roll to this. And, dude, I about swallowed my teeth this morning, Mark, when I clicked on <laughs> ESPN. And I, I'm being serious. And I saw that the Heat won 111 to 108. Now, you need to tell everybody what I said on your fine radio program on our home and home on uh, Wednesday, did I not pick the Nuggets to win? Uh, yes, in uh, seven, right? In did seven. You seven, yes, sir. Yeah. I said in seven. Now I did get it messed up. I thought they were going to win game one. I really did. I thought that they were. You know, a lot of times teams coming off a seven game series and an emotional one at that. They play really well in the first game. Man, I couldn't have been more wrong on uh, game one because uh, the Nuggets just dominated game one. But even last night, they start out hot. The Heat do. The Nuggets roar back. And like I said, I had no doubt, no anything, that it was going to be two to nothing Nuggets going into uh, game three. And again, to wake up and it's one to one. Man, why do we keep overlooking the Heat, Mark Panicelli? Well, I mean, I... I don't, I'm not seeing we do, uh, and I picked the Nuggets in six, and uh, so that's looking even tougher now that Miami's because now it's officially a series, right? They say it's, it does the series doesn't start until a team wins on the road. Well, then it started last night, and Miami's taking home court advantage now, and they can win the series by just winning their own game. Um, uh, <laughs> you know what? I think Denver learned something that we. Excuse me, Miami learned something. No, no, no. Denver learned something that we already knew about Miami, but we get reminded of all the time. And you grew up with these movies too, these Jason Slasher movies. If you didn't ever see these movies, and I'm not going to try to scare you on a Monday, but here's what would happen. Ah! Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, people, people, yes. <laughs> Jason was this, this murderous uh, uh, thing, person. Uh, ghost, I don't know what you would call it, but you think you would kill him, but he just kept coming back, either in the same movie or in the next movie. And that's what Miami is. You can have this 11-point lead going into the fourth. I think that was their fourth win in this postseason. 
where they've trailed by double digits in the fourth quarter. So you can't let off on this team, even when it seems like, okay, we are in control of this. I mean, it's truly one of those where you have to, until the clock hits zero, do not underestimate Miami's ability to crawl back into a game. Um, And we've just seen it so many times in this postseason and Denver, which again, I think they're aware of it. They've seen the games, they've seen the film and, and uh, but and I guess until you see it, you know, until you see Jason come back after you thought you killed him, <laughs> you just don't believe it. And and uh, and that's what Miami is. They just, man, they have a resiliency about them. And and that's that's why I think maybe seven seven games may be a little closer there because I still think Denver's the more talented team. Miami's just their great coaching, uh, the effort, the will. Um, and again, they've got a couple of really good players. I mean, it, it helps when you get three starters in twenty, uh, you know, twenty plus points. With Gabe Vincent's big night added to Bam and 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 Jimmy Butler. I mean, uh, it's just enough. So uh, Denver learned a tough lesson. But Miami is man, you can't, you cannot sleep on them. You have to literally wait until the end of the movie. <laughs> to ensure that it's the end of the move and you're not wrong about that whatsoever yeah listen i've unapologetically i i love bill simmons to death i mean i listen to pretty much every minute of content he puts out and what you were describing right there is what he calls the zombie heat and they have been the zombie heat yeah. no i mean and you described it perfectly there mark and they have been all season long i mean when you count them out they come back i mean uh, dude, they had to play their way in. They did not automatically make their way into the playoffs. They had to play their way into the playoffs. I mean, they've been behind, they come back and they are, they're, they're like a group of zombies that, uh, that just continue to win. So, uh, and again, I, I just needed you because I'm not sure I said it on my show. I, I, I may have, but I needed a witness in Mark Panicelli to tell the Brian Hanks show listeners that on the drive with Mark Panicelli that I picked your, uh, that I picked the heat in seven. Proof is on Facebook. They can find <laughs> my show on Facebook and the audio from last week is on there somewhere. So, I love it. I absolutely. Love it. You did. You did. And, uh, and we're sticking to it. I'm still, I mean, we can't do anything now. We've already fixed it. Yep. There you go. Well, let's go 30 seconds on uh, the Stanley cup final. Yeah. I'm still stung. I, the, the wound is still fresh. Like you were talking about with ECU. Are they still losing. doing that? <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought Florida would play a little. Now it was two, two, uh, in game one with them in Vegas, but man, Vegas just put it to them in the third period. They scored three goals. One was an empty netter, but still went five to two. And you know, people had said we had, a, I think he said it on your show. Paul Whittington said it on mine for sure that he thought that the, the championship was won in the Eastern conference finals. Not so fast. My friends, I get Vegas has something to say about it. And I don't think I, who do you have? Who are you picking between Vegas and, uh, Florida in the Stanley cup final? With Vegas now up one game to none. Well, I, I was I was really thinking Florida because I really thought they were the team of destiny this year, the way they the way they were playing, especially because the team of destiny in the Stanley Cup playoffs is always that team that has the hot uh, goalie, and that's what Florida's been. So, uh, you know, look for I think for hockey fans, the exciting part is we're going to get a new Stanley Cup champion. Whoever wins this thing, uh, we haven't even had a series like this where we had two teams who've never lifted hoisted the cup since the Capitals won it a few years ago. And so I would say this is, you know, the good part about it. Uh, 
you know, it's going to be a new market and a new franchise that's going to get this. I'm a little shocked, but uh, yeah, I mean, good for Vegas for making the series. Um, uh, full transparency. Uh, I've not seen a single minute of the Stanley Cup finals. I've seen some highlights, and that's about it. So uh, my wounds are still so fresh from that. Yes. And as I mentioned, it was a marathon NASCAR race uh, as well this weekend. So and let's between- segue. I love it. Let's segue right into that, dude. Uh, as of hey, listen, there, there's a couple drivers I can't stand, and ironically, both of them are named Kyle. Okay, <laughs> and. You know, I had to go to North Wilkesboro and watch Kyle Larson just, uh, you know, in my home track, just dominate all weekend between the truck race and then the uh, the all-star race, which, listen, I was happy that the race was there. It wasn't the results of, the results didn't uh, kill the weekend for me because it was just a beautiful weekend up there. But, uh, man, Kyle Larson dominates. And then Kyle Busch, not that he dominated because it was a heck of a race yesterday, but mm-hmm. Kyle Busch comes away with a victory and already three wins this year for him with Richard Childers racing. We knew that that race car, that eight car, was a pretty doggone good car. But, man, Kyle Busch, one of the oldest drivers on the circuit right now, he's still got the skills, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he's 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 unbelievable. And... That race yesterday, hour 45-minute delay for lightning and several delays for uh, mending the fence that was caused by uh, a brake issue. We we had exploding brake rotors yesterday, and what happened was the unique uh, layout of the track. It's a flat track with long straightaways and little tight corners, and so the... What had happened was these, these brakes would get really hot in the corners and then cool off with the long straightaways, and it was causing these rotors to explode and, and force the cars into the wall. It happened multiple times, and yes, it did play out where, yeah, you had Larson and Bush there in a series of restarts uh, to, to close it out. And, uh, you know, Larson impressed me because he had the two tires. He took the two tires on his last pit stop. And I was impressed that because it, it didn't look like he really had anything for Kyle Busch. I was impressed he was able to, to fight off everybody else behind him and still finish second after taking two tires. But, uh, you know, Kyle Busch is uh, and phenomenal. And I, I know in one of those breaks when they were doing all those driver interviews, they were interviewing Austin Dillon and his grandfather, the owner of Richard Children's Racing, was there. And, and he said he liked where the team was, but they hadn't been, you know, dominating. And this guy, of course, remember remembers the, the years of, of Dale Earnhardt. Oh, and God, I yeah. certainly am not putting it there quite yet. But, I mean, I'll say this. Um, he's definitely lit a fire under that team. And I mean, three wins already. Yeah. Uh, we just hit the halfway point of the regular season. There's no reason not to believe that they can't win more races going forward. And, and I mean, if, if you don't have Kyle Busch as a championship contender yet, I mean, I think you definitely have to put him in there along with Kyle Larson. And I would say William Byron, who uh, despite tailing off there towards the end, it was amazing to see him climb his way. Uh, uh, up into contention uh, in that race yesterday. But uh, I don't know. It looked like for a while it was going to be Ryan Blaney back-to-back win uh, until Kyle Busch found a way uh, to get out front. And I think that was the other thing that uh, 
if you could get out front, it seems like that was the, you know, track position was key. And uh, I hate those aero-dependent cars, yeah, Brian. Yeah. I want to see more passing at the front. Well, the one thing that has impressed me – oh, come on in, Rick. <laughs> the thing that has impressed me the most this year is uh, just how crazy – I mean, these cars are solid. I mean, we were told that when they brought the new cars in last year. You can hit a wall – I can't wait to see what this is. Uh, my, my second hour guest, I'm sorry, I'm getting off task here for a second, Mark, but my second hour guest, okay. uh, Uncle Rick Vernon has a, what is that? Oh it's, a, oh, it's a Maxwell House Cup. That's right. You work for Maxwell House for. Oh, oh I go. hear that's good to the last drop. Yeah. yeah. Mark, put your headphones on there, Rick. Uh, Mark <laughs> said he heard that it's good to the last drop. Until the salesman drops, that's for sure. But uh, but just how solid and sturdy these cars are, and and it was demonstrated again yesterday with uh, what happened with uh, just tearing up that wall. These cars are so solid they rip walls up, uh, Mark. Yeah, I mean they. I I, I just look I, the the car solid. It's it's led to guys being able to do. Uh, I guess lean into these cars a little bit more. Um, I do think they need to maybe look into the brake situation at, at, at races like this. I know NASCAR, a lot of racing series use carbon brakes instead of the, uh, the steel brakes because uh, carbon, you know, is, is heat resistant. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, it is a much more solid car where you've seen guys hit the wall and still stay in a race. And uh, whereas years passed, if you barely tapped the wall, you'd uh, you'd uh, tear out the tow link in the in the car, and, and you'd be done. So you got to smack it pretty hard, and I think guys were uh, smacking it pretty hard yesterday. But good to see that again. Everybody was cleared and released from uh, from uh, from the medical center. But uh, I also got to think maybe part of that was maybe Gateway's construction as well, uh, perhaps too. Again. This is a, a track that, uh, that was only the second NASCAR uh, Cup Series race they've held, they, they've held in consecutive years. Great, great crowd, but probably could uh, could bring some of that track uh, up to some more modern standards for sure. Yeah, to me, it's one of those tracks that they need to just take off the circuit and give uh, North Wilkesboro its date. What do you think? <laughs> uh well, yeah, I mean, but you've heard about the Atlanta thing, right? That Atlanta's yeah. going to next year. Yeah. Atlanta's only going to get one race, and that, that North Wilkesboro. There's actually the rumor. The rumor is potentially Rockingham may be an all-star race in the future, uh, as well as North Wilkesboro becoming a points race. But maybe we'll save that for a summer show, Brian. I believe that sure. would be awesome. Well, listen, Mark Panicelli. Uh, you listen to him every day, Monday through Friday, five o'clock. 252 ESPN, 107.5 here in Kinston. I know it's 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in Newburn. We don't know which 107.5 we're getting, Rick Vernon. It doesn't matter. You can hear Mark Panicelli on it Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock. Dude, thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you on the home and home on Wednesday, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great day, sir. You too. Uh, That's Mark Panicelli, and uh, as we're wrapping up our first hour here, I've got the – uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> how I say, dude, well, we've got, so we're going to start out with some serious topics, uh, here as we begin our second hour, but uncle Rick Vernon joining me here. Uh, Hello d- nephew. <laughs> there you go. You like, well, no, you're not just my uncle. You're Kinston's uncle. Well, that's sweet. 
I'm, I'm glad a, to be Kinston. I love Kinston. There you go. Uh, that'll be in our second hour here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.